season's greetings to all and to all a warm welcome to the show where we take a nostalgic trip through an entire series one season at a time and consider them through a modern lens. I'm one of your hosts Jack alongside my international friend and co-host Tony Farina. This is TV we admired when it first aired and this is the podcast where we assess whether it stands the test of time. Welcome to the City Of everyone for investigating Angel where we help the hopeless and hope that you're helpless to resist our second season deep dive this time into the Slayer spin-off show. He's tall, dark and brooding, but does he have the vision to survive Hell A without Buffy? Let's find out. (laughs) Again, studying at the Max Byrne School of Introduction. (laughs) And getting my word around that tongue twister. That was amazing. And I like that. And everybody, we do that live. So you get to hear that that five five more times. We do it live. (laughs) <laughs> well, so welcome to season two, everybody. And so here we are, eight, eight months after we, we did this. Mm. Um, and we it's going strong. I feel I feel good about yeah. where we're at. Yeah. Um, and so this is the perfect, this makes perfect sense. You know, we'll we'll definitely leave the weed verse after this for a while. We'll come back to Firefly at one point in time. Mm. But this is a it, there was no reason to not follow up Buffy with Angel. And so right. um investigating Angel. Mm. Uh, Season We've one lost the alliteration, sadly, but but it's a better title. I mean, we, we <laughs> talked about avenging angel or something, but I, I mean, it makes it has to be investigating angel. It's the it only way. Really. It's the only way to go. So, um, for those of you who've not watched the show, why are you listening to this? But if you haven't <laughs> watched the show, what happens is in season one, Angel moves to Los Angeles after the "I'm not crying, you're crying" final scene of season mm. three of Buffy. And he starts Angel Investigations, and he hires Cordy, and there's a half-demon called Doyle, Mm -hmm. and then Wesley shows up, and Wolfram and Hart are the series big bads. Oh, and he's got his Wolfram and Hart attorneys at law shirt on, everybody. (laughs) So that's it. There's really not a particular big bad in season one besides Wolfram and Hart, which we'll talk about as we go. We can talk about that, yeah. Whether whether we like that or not, I think Mm -hmm. I think I have thoughts and you have thoughts. So we'll Mm -hmm. get there. Um, It's very a monster of the week season um, with lots of stuff happening. It was really tone setting and world setting Mm. trying to figure out what it was as a spinoff. So that is that a good summary of season one, do you think? I think that's perfect. I think figuring out what it was is exactly how I feel about the season, having just rewatched it all. Yeah, I think... um, I mean, we say it nearly every episode now, don't we? There are some good highs. Yeah. There's some high highs, but there's some low lows as well. And I think um, it's inconsistent as a season overall yeah, for me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because it didn't know what it was. And, it, it, and yeah. it's weird because as a spinoff show, you think you know what you are. But everybody mm. keep in mind, like in the history of spinoff shows, spinoff shows are not always successful. Um, so like the, the, the most, and this could have been, I should have sent this out and maybe when we, we put the show out, we'll ask, what are your favorite spinoff shows? Mm. Um, for me, believe it or not, my favorite spinoff show of all time was Laverne and Shirley. And I don't know if you got that over there. It was a spinoff of Happy Days, which you already know how I feel about Happy Days, but, um, (laughs) Laverne and Shirley was Penny Marshall, the director. Mm -hmm. She was the star of the show and, um, it was her and her friend and they took place in Milwaukee and they were just like kind of. 20 something singles trying to bumble their way through their lives as working class ladies. And I loved that show. Um, <laughs> I think it still stands up. Um, hit, like it was way smarter than happy days was, but Mork and Mindy was also a spinoff of happy days. Okay. Yeah. Good point. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, as yeah. was Joni loves Chachi. So one show had three spinoffs and they were all, you know, to me, they go downhill. So um, that's what, do you have a favorite spinoff of all time? What's your favorite spinoff? Is it this? 
I mean, I think it has to be this, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, can't really, off the top of my head, think about many others. I mean, would we class um, Millennium? That was kind of a spin-off from X-Files, wasn't it, with Lance Henriksen? Sure, yep, and Torchwood. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, the things that come to mind are not are not great. I wouldn't have thought. I mean, obviously, Frasier was good in its time, wasn't it, spinning sure. off from Cheers? But mm-hmm. um, otherwise, yeah, what Joey was... To- Joey was Oof. terrible. That was a, that was bad. That was a it mistake. Was. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, um, they actually were thinking about spinning off Niles and Daphne at the end of Fraser too. That oh, really? Been, okay. They Just didn't have good chemistry, so that would have been stupid. Like I never believed them as a couple anyway. So mm. although they are rebooting Fraser, and I will watch oh, it. Right, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I will miss Martin's not in it, obviously, but mm. um, yeah, no, it is. It is. I think a spinoff is just tough because you mm. have to acknowledge where you come from. And we see that early on in this. Um, mm. But then you also need to be your own thing. Because if you're if you're not going to be your own thing, why are we spinning you off? Why, if you're yeah. the exact same thing, we don't want that. And of course, in, in America, there was Law and & Order and there's like 10 Law & Order spinoffs. <laughs> then there's the Chicago whatever and there's 10 of those. And the CSIs and the NCISs, those are all spinoffs. Yeah. The NCISs are actually all spinoffs of a show called Jag, believe it or not. Yeah, I remember Jag. Jag was great. I actually like Jag a lot. And then, um, so, you know, those are all technically spinoff shows. And mm. are they any good? I don't think so. I mean, they have great cast. Scott Bakula was on one of the NCIS shows, right? Uh, which is over now. Hashtag reboot. Oh. I, saw, I saw you the other day tweeting mm. about it. Yeah, so. If Quantum Leap gets rebooted, Scott's free. Yes, That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you think about Next Generation? Where does that st- stack up against Angel? Or is that not a spinoff? Is that just a, a soft reboot? Is it? Is it? Is it a sequel series? Because it's in the same timeline, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. That's a great question. I don't even know where that lies. I mean, it's better in my in Could my memory. Original. Yeah. Next Gen is better because um, the acting is. Yeah. Yeah. Way up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, 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 and plot lines, isn't it? And what they could do, do you know what I mean? And, and sure, the sure. cultures and yeah, the Borg and Picard and yeah, Riker it's with the beard and Riker with the beard. Yeah, he's just not Riker without a beard. No, you don't like it. You know, okay, it's fair. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, well, sorry. We're as we ramble about. Hang on, this is an angel show, right? Right, but I think it's important. But I mean, to me, that's what I thought of as I started mm. to think about Angel and how I felt about it on this rewatch. And how I felt about it in real time, because I yeah season four of Buffy was when I started having kids, mm. and so I wasn't watching in real time. So I I've never really sat and watched all five seasons of Angel in a row. So this is exciting. oh wow okay yeah Good. yeah um, yeah. But I mean, I know enough. I'm and I'm sure mm. this season there were none where I was like, I don't remember that one at all. Mm. Um, I know that will happen as we move forward. I know they'll yeah. Be, I wasn't sure exactly you know, when the characters show up and, and, you mm-hmm. know, and towards the end of the season, obviously mm-hmm. one of our main players shows up at the end. So, um, but you watched it in real time. So I did, what was yeah. that? What do you remember about weighing that as a spinoff? And were you mm-hmm. like, I don't like it because it's not Buffy or were you just like ride or die? Cause it's a Buffy spinoff. How were you in real time with it? Yeah. I mean, I was all in because it was another hour of Buffy every week. Which, well, another hour in the Buffy verse every week, which was awesome. And I think actually, because season four of Buffy is the first time it takes a bit of a dip mm-hmm. uh, as a show, I think at the time it made Angel season one stand up. It made it seem better, actually. Mm. 
Um, I think if I had to pick one or the other, I probably would watch Buffy season four. Um, having, you know, in the last couple of months, watched both seasons. But at the time, I remember feeling like, actually, Angel's a little bit ahead here. It, feel, it felt a bit more solid than Buffy did um, overall. Absolutely. You know, yeah. It's fresh, isn't it? Um, there's some really interesting decisions they make to do with characters within this um, first season, who they kill off, who they bring yeah. back. Um, I know. There's a lot of that going on. It's crazy. Yeah, which I think made this stand out. And it definitely, so what, I was 20, 21, I, know, I, can't, I think sounds about right. And this is a bit more grown up. You know, that was the mission statement, wasn't it? This is kind of Buffy for adults. So um, it definitely hit that mark for me as well, that I was, I personally was transitioning past those kind of school years. So having something more grown up was interesting too. Yeah. That's totally fair. That makes perfect sense. There's also a line. We talked about this when we were doing the Buffy stuff. There's a line in here where somebody says to Cordy, what are you, 20? And she doesn't correct them. So they've just aged her up. Yeah. So I totally I totally agree. I just think it, it was definitely a show for grownups. And, um, and I think now as a grownup watching it this time, I have different. I mean, I was a grownup. I had kids and stuff. But it's like... Um, it just, it feels different. So I'll, it'll be a fun, it'll be a fun talk. And I, I like some of our questions or, or address this stuff directly. All right, well, let's jump into it. So um, let's do what we always do, which is favorite and best. Um, mm. And uh, it's, it was, you know, it was tough. It was a tough, um, mm-hmm. tough call for me. Um, so I know somebody had asked us before that when we talked about which ones we do our favorite and best, if we could do a little explanation. So I've got little mini synopses of all the shows up. Oh, nice. So okay. When, when we pick, I can just be like, this is what happens in this episode, just real quick. So we're hearing, cool. we're hearing our listeners and they're like, hey, I don't remember all the shows by name. And you're like, right. Of course you don't. Um, and one of us is professional enough to have prepared that. No, well, I, it, it's only because I remembered after. I think the person <laughs> asked after we did like episode five of Buffy and I still didn't do it. Thanks. I'm a dick. So, um, ding. All right. <laughs> um, well, wait, you know, I guess we'll talk about the characters as we go through the shows probably. Um, yeah. You know, because there's some really interesting characters, I think, in this, mm-hmm. um, you know, new, obviously new characters. There's the old characters. Some of our questions are about the characters. So when we get to the questions, if we don't address them in our chat. So, yeah. Um, so did were your first, my first question is, were your favorite and best the same or are they different? They are different this season. So are mine. Okay. 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 Uh-huh. Um, all right. So uh, my favorite is. Please. Yeah. Um, and it was tough. I went back and forth and back and mm-hmm. forth between the, the ring was almost there. Yeah. Good one. Ultimately it was, I will remember you. All right. We're on the same page. That's same your favorite as well. Okay. It is. So I will remember you is the one where Buffy shows up and they waited, they held on until episode eight. So a few mm-hmm. months in before Oz had already shown up and Spike had already shown up. This Buffy finally shows up and, um, Angel has to make a decision um, regarding the powers that be, which we'll talk about as, as mm. guess what we think of them. I think maybe mm-hmm. they'll be towards maybe later part of the, of the discussion. But um, so the plot is Buffy shows up, Angel um, gets to be human, uh, mm. demon blood makes him human and he and Buffy get to be together. But if he and Buffy get to be together, then bad shit goes down. So he has to choose to unwind the day 
stay mm-hmm. a vampire and Buffy forgets it. Only person who remembers it is him. That's the plot. Damn. What makes it your favorite besides Buffy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course. Um, do you know what? Listening to hear you, hear you do, do it, um, which did a great job, don't get me wrong. Thank but listening to hear like, it sounds, it doesn't sound as good as it, as it watches. No. Um, it sounds I a know. little bit Superman, you know, a little bit like, oh, let's Superman too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, Superman um, 1, right. He, he rewinds it in Superman 1, you're right. But the segment when they have the two of them together for their perfect day. Okay, so the segment where it's like um, the, the Buffy and Angel, they're together, it's their like perfect day, Angel's been turned human. I mean, literally is perfect. The way those two interact, we know they've got good chemistry, but we've never seen them like this before. We've never seen them actually been able to be together and be happy and enjoy each other's company. And the scene when they're like, um, they're having food together in bed, it's really touching. And like seeing Angel experience that really, um, there's something you kept coming back to about, about David Brian as like really shows his range that he hasn't been able to show before. I think is a really fantastic segment. Um, but even the build up to that, I think there's a section in the sewer when they're searching for the demon, which has got really great set design, really great lighting. Um, it's got, clever echoes back to season three when they were walking through the sewer and Angel breaks up with her. It's all just been this, this episode. They knew what they were doing. I think going into this one, this is one where clearly they plan to get to this point. Um, and everything in it works, I think. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I can't, I can't, I just have to echo everything you say. I think it was, you you forget their chemistry is just off the charts. Mm. And, uh, you know, they're friends in real life. And it comes through, you know, like, mm. that you can tell when you like working with someone and when you don't. And, um, you know, that's why I think the scenes with um, Lindsay are so good, because Christian Kane mm-hmm. and David Baran is her friends, really good friends. And um, that comes through, you know, mm-hmm. when Lindsay's good or bad or indifferent. They're just, I've, I like Christian Kane in general. He's in the librarians and all that. But, mm-hmm. um, but I think... I, I, you know, you can just tell, you can tell how they click and it's, and not that he and Cordy don't click in here. And, you know, that's a, that's a testament to her great acting and his great acting. But once Sarah shows back up, you're like, Oh shit, this is what it's supposed mm-hmm. to be. Um, and it's, so yeah, I just think it's, it, I loved it. I, it's one I would just go watch. I could just go watch that mm-hmm. one. It's, and you know, that's the cool thing about season one is there's a lot of those, as we talked about mm-hmm. this baddie of the week, as it's finding its feet, Kate and Wolfram and Hart are kind of the through line, but for the most part, it's like in and out, in and out. Um, so if I just had to watch one episode from season one, even though it's not, I don't think it's the best. This is my favorite. I, I could just drop this one in at any time and be like, yep, love it. Perfect. This is what I want from this show. I want Angel's heartbreak, um, which sounds terrible, but I want it. I, I want him to feel um, the sadness and I need him to feel the pain. Um, that he's supposed to feel. And as being Angel, being the character who has the soul and who has lost everything, um, you know, this episode really nails that. The reason that this is my favorite is because um, this is what we want. Angel needs to feel the pain for him to be mm-hmm. Angel, mm-hmm. for him to, mm-hmm. the curse to matter. He has, there has to be some stakes. And this episode, the reason it's my favorite is because those stakes are there. The stakes are real. And, you know, up until this point, yes, he had to give up Buffy and he laughed, but he still just gets to be immortal and handsome and charming forever. And all these women are throwing themselves at him. Um, And, you know, 
he's okay. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? His life is okay. But um, his air quotes life. But this is the one yeah. where you're like, right, this is the curse. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think that's really interesting because I think he, he broods, doesn't he? He's a, he's a, he, he's a super brooder. Um, and this really gives him something to brood about for a nice section of, uh, of the season. Although, as we know, something else is about to give him a really uh, big reason to brood too. And I think it's interesting how he chooses to deal with the outcome of this episode because it's only the next episode when he actually shares it with Doyle, which I think yeah. is really interesting, which shows Angel's character growth. I'm not sure I'm okay with him immediately sharing it with Doyle. It feels it, that moment... Although it's nice for them as a pairing and shows their relationship, feels like feels like he's maybe putting the weight onto Doyle a little bit as well. I, felt, I don't know. Part of me felt like that was a little bit unfair. Maybe I'm being unfair. I'm not sure. It felt strange that he gave gave him all that to, to take on himself as well. Um, I think I think the positive is that he's, it's trying to show his growth, isn't it? That he feels like he's got Doyle in his life, which is going to be really really important. I think this episode does a really good thing of looking back and looking forward, though, as well. We have that that thing I saw went before about the sewer uh, interaction, which echoes back to season three and their relationship and their, their chemistry as you were talking about as well. But also we have um, the looking forward and we get the oracles introduced here and the powers that be, and that is really important for the whole show in terms of his connection and the prophecies and, and who he is and his place in the world. So it does that really nice balance that we often talked about with Buffy. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's actually part of it too, is that, you know, and this is, we might as well talk about the powers that be and, and mm. here, because um, obviously I think that's why he tells Doyle because Doyle is the other one who gets, Doyle has been cursed sure. and blessed by the powers that be. And up until this point, the powers that be aren't part of the Buffy world, mm. but no. they're here. But it also kind of leads us to believe that, you know, maybe they are, that they know, they would know who the Slayer is. And is that, mm -hmm. you know, are they part of what, we learn as Buffy goes on where the power comes from and who the watchers are, but wouldn't it be make sense that the watchers, I mean, Wesley doesn't seem shocked by who are these powers that be, mm -hmm. he, you know? So it's like, yeah, of course. So it's all connected. It's just adding the lore without it having to be, you know, captain explainer pants. They just do it. So <laughs> I, I like it. I think, um, I think it's an interesting way to explain mysticism in this world without it having to be, this is, powers that be are the angels flux capacitor it just is yeah that i'm okay with that are you or do you think they they you know shit the bed here early on by not giving us more like there's not a whole episode that's just like mm. here's the powers that be and here's who they are and here's who these two people are and that's why they're painted blue and gold i just i just go with that actually it doesn't bother me at all i think um as you said we know there's something wider going on even without knowing it we know that we come to at this point in Buffy as well, we don't know actually where the essence of the Slayer power comes from. I know we do later on. So we know there's something that, that there is a, is greater powers out there. And we also have had it established in Buffy that the world as we know it was once kind of a ruled by demons and was demons and, um, and the way that I suppose we think of dinosaurs and that they were roaming the earth. And so we know that there's been, there's this being wider world out there. It's just, this is our, as you said, next step in learning about it. Yeah, I agree. I think it works really well. And, um, you know, I'm sure it probably turns some people off. And I, I try to go back yeah. in my mind the first time I saw it. And I was like, eh. But, you know, 
as far as a plot device and a way to get mm-hmm. things, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. like you said, this, the world is not what you think it is. And, and, you know, in the next season of Buffy, Glory shows up and there's the multiverse and all the other stuff. So, yeah, you know, it all makes sense that this, this pocket dimension, Angel started the multiverse and then it filters into Buffy, mm-hmm. not the other mm-hmm. way. You know, you, you watching them as we are, you know, we're back now in season four of Buffy. So when this is happening, Glory hasn't appeared from her dimension yet. You no. don't know about the dimensions. And so, but Angel does, because that's mm-hmm. where the oracles are. So I think it's cool. Um, you know, I, I, I'm down. Um, I like it. Um, I, I, we haven't talked about Doyle because I suspect we're about to when we move to best. Interesting. You might be about to. Oh, no. Okay. No. So my, are we, okay. That's well, a perfect lead isn't it? I was trying, yeah, I was trying to like, <laughs> everybody, we don't talk in advance. We like to surprise each other. So for me, the best is Hero. Okay. Yeah. Not for you? I I do like Hero. And obviously, um, it, it's, it's brave what they decide to do. It and is. the the framing device of the um, advert is so moving. It's it's so powerful and so cleverly done. It, the the different tones of of it at the opening of the episode and the closing episode it, it is magic. Um, the only thing that stops us from being the best for me is the scourge. Okay, talk about that. Well, the 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 way that Dor talks about them and other demons act is that, and the way that they're portrayed is, you know, they're kind of basically Nazi demons, right? One hundred percent, yeah. Um, and they're this all-encompassing evil and this is maybe in direct conflict to what we've just been talking about but we've never heard of them before until this point sure um and actually we never hear of them ever again right so that stops the scourge yeah fine but i mean <laughs> that, that was all of them all of them in one game well they were know. all there they were all there everybody was there yeah the rest yeah. of them went to hide in south america that's what happens to nazi yeah, no, nobody ever sort of liked, liked their doctrine and brought it back again or, uh, you know. So that's the only thing. Fair, totally fair. Uh, but you tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me why it is the No, best. well, I think it's because it was brave. It was mm. it was a thing that shows don't do. And um, yeah. it, you set it up for nine episodes. Doyle's on the opening credits. He's yep. there. He's part of the show. This this guy, he's charming. He's funny. He's a good actor. He's got good chemistry with them. He and he and Cordy are clicking. Mm-hmm. Everything is good. And so to, to say, I'm going to give you half a season to love a guy and then I'm going to rip your heart out. And a couple of our questions are about that. So mm-hmm. um, and that, so to me, what makes it best, not favorite, I don't want to go and revisit this one over and over, is mm-hmm. that TV doesn't take chances anymore. It's mm-hmm. one of the things I always complain about with legacy characters and superheroes. Like mm-hmm. Batman can't, Batman's never going to die. Mm-hmm right? He's just not gonna, that's just not how it is. Even at the end of, you know, Dark Knight, the Frank Miller one, he's, you know, yeah, yeah, still doesn't die. Boom, boom. We hear his heartbeat. It's like, Jesus, good God. He's 80 years old. At some point he mm-hmm. can die already. And I don't want Bruce Wayne to die or anything, but I think what this does is it raises the stakes. hundred mm-hmm. you know, um, percent. Angels killed Jenny. And this also sets us up for what happens in season seven. We're going to mm-hmm. kill some people, you know. Anya's going to die. So, so I just think, I just think what makes it amazing is that you're that the 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 willingness to do something to an audience and trust the audience to come back mm-hmm. and to say this is proof that this is for grownups. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great point. I, yeah. I agree with all of that. All of that. Um, 
for those that can't quite remember, the plot of Oh, Hero sorry. Is... <laughs> I forgot. See, at one time. <laughs> Hero is, there's the Scourge, a group of demons that come, and they're going to kill other demons. And the only way to stop them was some through magic device, and it has to be... Um, it has to be somebody who's just partially human, right? Um, and so it's Doyle, and he sacrifices himself to end the scourge, save Cordy, save An- save Angel. He gives Cordy a big yeah. wet smooch, which at the time you're it like, does. oh, that's pretty sweet. You know, he's like, too bad you could have learned to love me. And then and then you find out later what a setup that was um, mm. for Cordy. And I loved it too, because then later in a couple episodes when she plants one on Wesley, and he's like, whoa. Um, so anyway i just thought it was i I just think so that was the plot is is the death of doyle and it is i just i love it i think um i think it was brave filmmaking Mm -hmm. brave tv we don't do it like i said we talked Mm -hmm. about all those shows the ncis shows and all those things Mm -hmm. there's never a risk mark Harmon's not going to get killed off Unless he wants to leave the show, you know, like that's the only time sure. you do it. And, uh, you know, and, and all the other shows when people leave like ER, I watched ER mm-hmm. and, you know, they did kill Mark Green off. They killed off the, the, you know, so he's got famous for dying in Top Gun. And, <laughs> you know, and so, but for the most part, when the characters leave, they just wrote them off so they could bring them back. Yeah. And um, so it's just brave. It was a brave thing. I agree. And I know, you know, I'm a big Lost fan and I know it's divisive. Um, I know people really I never watched Lost. So. Betray- but, you know, that was another show that was yeah. that was brave in that way. And it would be because it served the story and it, and it helps another character drive forward. Or, they, or sometimes it was because the actor was not behaving when they were on set. Um, so they wrote them out. But that was a show that was not afraid to take out whoever they wanted um, if it served the, the, the narrative. So... Yeah, this definitely is really, really brave. And I think I understand why people take against it, but we'll get to it with the questions. For me, I think it also opens up the world, as well as making it a grown-up show, it opens up the world because it brings in a character who um, I hope we all grow to truly love from how we felt about him when he first appeared in the universe. Yeah, no, I agree. I know, and so um, it was it was the way to get, and I don't know what the reasoning behind, you know, waiting why Wesley wasn't there at the beginning, you know, if yeah. Alexis just had something else going on, or I don't know if he and Allison had just had a kid. I don't know the rule there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened, why he wasn't there. Um, but it worked out. It doesn't matter to me. So it, it worked <laughs> out fine. Um, and that's my thought on Doyle. And we have some questions. I hope we addressed these already. I know Chase mentioned it and a few other people yeah. mentioned Doyle's death. And I just thought it was, it's just like when they kill. spoiler alert, when Wash dies, in fire in um in serenity it's okay yeah. i mean it's yeah. okay with me and uh, alan tudyk is okay with it he gets why it happens you know he gets why you need to do it when we talked about firefly the comics you know the shepherd's tale the reason it's so good is because it addresses it head on and so i think it's i think it's smart um mm-hmm. yeah i mean you don't want to kill off your actor you don't want to kill off your characters didn't they kill off bradley cooper though in alias no no, no, he keeps sneaking back. Does he keep sneaking back? Well, you know, I know once, you watched once, that once longer than I did. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I thought they killed him off. No, okay, sorry. But again, there you go. You could have. It would have yeah. been more powerful if you did. But anyways, that's why it's my. That's why I think it's the best. So, um, so last season, 
favorites weren't the same, but bests usually were. So this is mm. interesting. We've yeah. we've varied here. So what is your best, my friends? So my best is five by five, the return of everyone's favorite dark slayer faith. She is five by five. She is, she is. amazing and she lights up the screen. So mm. um that was on my it was on my thing for possibly favorite, but that one with mm-hmm. Buffy was just too good. Um it was on my short list. The only thing, the only reason it 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 subverts the expectations, it didn't make it is because Hero subverts exa- expectations. But this is definitely yeah. top three show of the season without a doubt. So tell everybody why this is the best besides Faith. Yeah, besides Faith, I mean obviously Faith is back, and um, that that's great in itself. But I mean, just looking at the cast list for this episode, so we've got Dishku back as Faith, we've got Julie Benz as Darla in flashbacks, we've got. Lila and we've got Lindsay from Wolfram and Heart. It's got like all the best people on the show, which is great. Um, and I think it's episode we spoke before where it's a it's a bitty season where it's kind of monster of the week. This episode for me epitomizes what Angel really should be. It finds that perfect meeting place between kind of the noir inspiration it wants to have, which that first episode is really good actually. It's a really strong first episode. Um, and that kind of so the supernatural stuff, which we, Buffy and Angel, we, we love for. This episode really finds a good balance, I think. Um, uh, just Koo and Bruno, it's a brilliant together. We said that about them in season uh, three. 100%. When they have scenes yeah. together. They've got such good chemistry, whether they're antagonists or whether, as we have the turn at the, at the end of this episode, that he manages to convince Faith to... Uh, kind of put aside her villainous, murderous nature. Um, and this is the turn for Faith where she starts trying to do the right thing. And um, we have the, the and it's not nice to watch, of course, but I mean, we have the the kidnapping and torture of Wesley too. And I don't know about you, but here that's pushes our disc, our uh, DVD rating up to 18. Oh, does this it really? Episode. Yeah. Wow. Because of the nature of the torture scenes with Wesley. But you need those for yeah. the payoff afterwards to be so powerful. We need to see her hit rock bottom as such for uh, for, for the for the turn, don't we? Later, and um, it only works if it's Wesley. It's, it doesn't work if it's Cordy. Yes. It has to be her watcher. It has to be this. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And again, he's fantastic in that scene, and and they've got good chemistry together. Um, and what he's having to do in order to to manufacture chemistry because he's going through pain and he's barely conscious, but they still have it. Um, but just that, just that last shot, that last bit in the rain with Angel embracing Faith is heart-wrenching. Yeah, I, I can't disagree. Like I said, it was right up there. I, mm. I, you know, if, if you didn't turn me, like the one time you turned me, I was like, no, nope, you're right. <laughs> Not this time I'm going to stick with Hero, but this is Fair. right up there for all the same reasons, all the same beats. Again, it's, it's easy to keep Faith as a bad guy and to then yeah. go here and to make her not that, which sets mm-hmm. her redemption arc up for season seven. And her, she shows up here again. And then obviously mm. the comics, the Angel and Faith comics and the Dark Horse run, mm. it's all from this one episode. So it launches mm. 10 more years of content that's important yeah. for the universe. So no, I, 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 I can see that. I see where you're, where you're on. And, um, and, you know, hashtag Faith. Oh yeah, always. And, and as we so said before, same for Dishku. Like if she's choosing not to, to work, then that's fine. If there's a reason why she's not working, then that's not okay because she is yeah. so talented. She is. And I mean, she's, yeah, I mean, it's right. 
It's, I mean, David Boreanaz has never not been on TV since the, since Buffy started, right? He's always got something on. And yeah. he, there's a reason. You see it in this. You see his charm. And I don't watch Navy SEALs or whatever that show is. No. SEAL team. But, you know, you. I'm sure he just, you know, charms the shit right out of everybody on there. He's like, hey, I know I've seen him with his gray beard. And you're like, yeah, I still got it. You are still, <laughs> I didn't watch, but I saw a few episodes of Bones. And it's, again, click, click, click. He's just... Some people are okay being what they are. And he's only made a handful of movies. You know? He's like, I'm a TV actor. It works out better. I mean, honestly, being a TV actor, it's a much more regular job. Show yeah. up your work. Um, so I get it. He's great at it. Um, Christian Kane, who plays Lindsay, he's another mm-hmm. TV actor. He's always on TV. He did this, he did the librarians. He was on Leverage. Now Leverage is back. And actually, when Leverage, the new season of Leverage, because um, Tim Hutton's not on it, it's Noah Wiley. But the original cast is. But I saw that when they come back from break, James Marsters is going to be on it. Oh, okay, cool. Christian Kane are still pals. And he actually wanted him to do it in season one or the first part. But James was too afraid to fly with COVID. Uh, So now things are calmed down and he's vaccinated. So he's going to show up. And I saw a still. So the the show's already been shot. I saw a picture of the two of them, like on a golf course. So weird to see James Marsters like in the sun. (laughs) Um, But anyway. Because there's actually a line in The Librarians where, um, I think it's in season one of The Librarians, the TV series, where Christian's character, Stone, he's just, I hate vampires. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, it's a nice little thing. Anyway, yeah, no, I think that's good. I think you're right there. So, um, well, let's take a turn down Bad Town mm. Lane. And I think um, we can talk about our least favorites and our worst. I think yeah. this, this will bring in some of the side characters and what we think yeah. about them. Um, I think they'll pop up maybe here a little bit, but what we'll see. Probably. Yeah. 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 Okay. So um, what is, I, I went first for, for favorite. What is your least favorite? My least favorite. And this really is a, per- are they different? Are they different? Is your, I'm different favorite? again. Yeah. Me too. Okay. Yep. Yep. Oh, interesting. All right. So my least favorite is Somnibalist. Really? Okay. Um, oh. in, in a similar vein to what I've said about Buffy episodes, it's just boring. It, just, okay. Uh, I just don't find anything in it very interesting. Obviously, it's cool that we get Hawkeye appearing, but um, <laughs> I know crazy with his like '90s boy band look and his very dodgy English accent. Um, yeah, I don't know what they were thinking about there. It was no. not good. Jeremy I mean, Renner, not it's great. So though. bad it makes Brianna's Irish look sound good. Irish accent so bad. I'm glad they were just like. <laughs> We just wrote around that as the longer he's been in America. Oof, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think um I think I understand why it's here because it's about providing some more backstory for Angel, isn't it? And it but I'm just not sure again that it fits for me. I can't I can't work out where it fits in the timeline with Dala and Drusilla and Right, yeah. And Spike. It doesn't, it doesn't they don't they don't do enough to make it fit for me. Um I think just general writing of this episode is quite poor. It feels rushed. Like when um, there's the kind of confrontation towards the end, like Kate goes rushing in. Well, like, wh- why you wouldn't do that? Um, why does Angel vamp out in front of her? He doesn't have to, but but the show needs to force the fact that Kate needs to find out he's a vampire. Um, the fight's down in a sewer, and there's a big like wooden tower structure. Like, what on earth are they building there? What are they using that for? And I know it's who cares really ultimately. But I would, <laughs> But I was just extolling the virtue of the sewer design in, in um, my favourite episode. Yeah, so yeah. here's a sewer design. This is probably the same sewer, so they had to stick something to make it look different, and it doesn't work. Um, and the final fight choreography is 
Oh, it's really bad. Somebody, I remember, I was like, wait, these two guys are good action stars. What are we doing? Yeah. And it, I don't know what somebody had been watching that week, but it, and they wanted to force it into Angel, but it doesn't work. So I think it's a problem of, of, of small moving parts just don't come together and it makes the whole thing fall apart for me. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree. And again, I forgot. So this is the episode where Jeremy Renner shows back up as a former protege. I guess you kind of, you summed it up. I don't need to. You did a good job. That was it. <laughs> good. Um, yeah, we did forget to do that. Yeah, I know. I think for me, the reason that it's not my least favorite, I mean, it's everything mm. you say is true, is that this sets up what happens to Kate. And, and again, I'm jumping ahead. Yeah. If you don't yeah, know yeah. what happens in season two, this is an important moment for Kate. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, I always am sad that Kate doesn't make it through to the end. I know, again, she was on Law and Order. So what are you going to do? That's a bigger paycheck than you being a, uh, your name above the titles in Law and Order, yeah. or you're, you know, after the titles on Angel. I get it. She was doing them both at the same time. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and it was just when well, the season two started, and it was just too much. So I get it. You know, they're like, dude, we're going to make you a regular on the biggest show on NBC. She's like, you got to go. Um, and they don't do a good enough. When we get to season two, we'll talk about that. They don't really do a good enough job. They're like, and scene mm-hmm. just fades away, um, which I hate when they do that. They do that on West Wing too. There's just like. Characters just fade away and you never like mention them once, right. just one line. So, so to me though, this is about Kate's, this is Kate's show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all the other stuff that you mentioned by it doesn't work is because it's, it's just supporting character show. Sure. Yeah, yeah that's fair. You know, later uh, when it's Lindsay's show, mm, it's mm. so in, inextricably linked with Angel that it works where this it's really not. I mean, you're, it's Angel's flashback story because they're like, we've got to keep keeping Julie Benz in the show, which yeah, yeah. they do. But also, like, um, uh, so to me, that's what it just doesn't, like you said, where does this fit in the season? If you took this out, you could have done this with Kate in a different episode. Agreed. And actually, Kate's an interesting one. We didn't get any questions about Kate, but I feel like she starts here. She starts off on a high. And although the episode when they have the sense and sensitivity training isn't great, her performance in that. Spoiler alert. Let's just jump ahead. That's my least favorite. <laughs> All right. Well, this will lead in perfectly, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, her performance giving the, the speech in that is amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah. She totally sells it. But what they do with her character, to, and maybe this as well, you, maybe you just explain it to me, the, throughout the season, and as you say, into season two, but also her performances get weaker and weaker and weaker, I think. And maybe, as you said, it's because her head's been turned and she's not really interested anymore. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's funny because to me, that's the least favorite for all of the things that you just said. So sensitivity is this another Kate-centric episode. Which mm. again, it's like, make her a regular. I thought yeah. they were gonna, but uh, you know, obviously money, this is on the WB, NBC, Law & Order, the longest running TV show ever. You're like, what are you going to do? I'm going to go there. The money is yeah. better. She's good on that show too. But it's not like, you know, this is probably a more challenging role, but that's a yeah. lot of money and you want to be an actor. And she's a good actor. But my, yeah. the reason I dislike sensitivity is not because it's a Kate episode. Because I'm with you, I like Kate. Mm. I think this is where the one that the one that you don't like. It's a Kate episode, but it's turning her into this like fully grasping the the severity of the world. This mm-hmm. one, and I know it's a play on a Jane Austen title, which of course <laughs> I think I would love. Yeah, it's just dumb. It just is a dumb. Again, you could the big key moment where she gives the speech to her dad could have been anywhere. And it's yeah, like fair. the demon of the week was stupid. It was just, it felt like we got to have, tw- this is, again, we talked about the problem with 22 shows on episodic TV. Yeah. 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 And like yeah. we got to have 22 episodes. Well, this is one. 
That's how I feel. Like we got to have 22 episodes. So this is one. Uh, yeah. It just doesn't work. It, it isn't the worst thing I've ever seen. It's just my least favorite. I'll skip it. And mm. when I go, I, I don't need that one. I mean, I can remember the two things that the two important things, just like in the Sabalas, there's two things that happen. Yeah. I can remember those and I can just skip ahead. They'll be on the previously on angel. It'll be there. <laughs> so I don't need to see yeah. it. So, um, but it's, it's, it's funny that they're both very Kate centric episodes that, that don't work. Yeah. And, and maybe it's cause they don't know how to write her. I think um, that's true. But you're right. Season one, episode one, like as soon as she jumps in and you get it with Christian Kane as Lindsay, as soon as he's mm. there, right on episode one, you get what he's about. And so you think like, Ooh, he's got an adversary. He's got an, he's got an advocate. Cool. These yeah. two are the humans that we're going to deal with. What a cool setup. And then, you know, and again, because they both got other jobs and whatever, I understand mm. that these shows made them bigger stars. I get it. Yeah. But it's also like, I don't know, Christian Kane, they knew what they were doing with Lindsay and they didn't know what they were doing with Kate. And like you said, maybe it is just, she just didn't care as much, but that's just such a bad episode. And, it was dumb. I just, I, I feel like that is such weak tea. If one of my students said it was just dumb, but I just can't come up with anything other than like, it's well, much like I just said, like, I, I just don't care. Yeah. I mean, but we, that, but that's the point of favorite, isn't it? It's, it's just how you feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. All right. Well, so that's our, those are our least favorites. Mm. Um, now is, is the worst the same? I have, I, I almost was going to do a tie for worst. Interesting, but, but I I opted with just one. For what worst. episode number is your worst? Oh, let's see if we're going to be the same before I say that. Mm. Let's see. Hold on. I didn't write that down. Thirteen. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So I'm episode twelve. So we're in the same. Oh, book. Those were the two, and they almost wanted to tie. Well. Yes, I was almost a tie for me between the two being the absolute worst. The reason they were tied for me is because they're both equally terrible. Um, but I, I landed with she, which is the one about the weird sex demon cult one, yes. as opposed to expecting, which is the weird Cordy has a pregnancy one, simply because I, I it was really a coin toss. It could have gone either way. Maybe you mm. can convince me by, by why expecting is worse <laughs> than she. I just, she was just, they were both so icky. And for them to be back yeah. to back, um, I, and maybe it was because I watched him back to back. So she mm. was bad or expecting was bad. And then she happened right after. It's like, ugh, two in a row, worst. So it could have been if I had stopped and had a day between them that I might That's have like, been more objective and been like really expect. So you may be able to turn me around that expecting is the absolute worst. It probably is. But I think it's because it was back to back of those. And like, yeah, I feel like I'm going to just go scrub my eyes. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can totally get that. And for me, obviously, and I think you said the word differently to how I said it. So how do you say somnobulous? How how what is the correct? Oh, somnobulous. Is that how you say it? Interesting. That's how I said it. All right, fair enough. But Somebody I don't know. Will tell us when they listen to this. They'll be like, the "You guys are country. both idiots." I can't believe yeah. you're English teachers. <laughs> We're like, ah. Yeah, yeah. We're not communication teachers. No, so, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um. So for me, it's like three in a row. Three. Right. That was brutal. Yeah. For me, expecting I'm, um, I make notes as you know, as I yeah. often say, and it's again, it's the one that I've written the least about because I just couldn't find anything that I wanted to write about. I mean, I like Ken Marino, but then of course they don't do anything with him, his character. He's playing. He's not. He is so funny and charming, and they had a chance. Yeah. when he starts. He, you're like, oh look, it's Ken Marino, and then you're like, oh, we don't know what we're doing with him. Yeah, it's just silly, and it's like a really bad X-Files episode. Like from the, from the seasons you have to like 
drudge through in order to get to the, to the couple of good episodes within that season. Yeah. Um, it's it's another sex is bad themed episode, which is which is terrible. And this is purporting to be an adult show. Right. Um, I get it in a teenage show. Maybe I still don't get it in a teenage show, actually, but I kind of can understand why they would do it in a teenage show more to the point. But this is an adult show. Like sex isn't bad. It's fine. Yeah. But just be safe. Um, that's the message should be given, but it's not. It's like Cordelia has a one night stand, so therefore we must punish her for this. There's there's a couple of good bits in it. Like they start to come a bit more of a family, don't they? Like Wesley and Cordy and I like that's that. Good. Yeah. Wesley as a character starts to grow here because they can see how invested is in them, I suppose. But everything else about it just it, it is not good. Is not Again, good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it, it just no, is not good. It is not good. It is <laughs> icky. I think I think you're right. See, and the two they're both. The reason I I picked she this yeah. the, is that they were trying to create some sort of chemistry between Angel and her, and they're like, yes, well, because we just now know five episodes ago he gave up everything because he can't be happy with Buffy and she's human, mm-hmm. whatever. So maybe because this isn't a human and she's also from another dimension, so you're mm-hmm. like, ooh, maybe it would work. So and they didn't. Not she's a very attractive woman. It's not that. It's just that they didn't work. And so you're yes. like, you force that so hard. And, and, and again, I really do think it comes from right after seeing she, for me, that's probably, or seeing expecting, because interestingly enough, she is the lowest rated according to IMDb. Is it? Okay. Yeah. And the second rated lowest is I fall to pieces. Episode oh, four. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which isn't great. I mean, that isn't great, but that one was fine. No. It was, you know, they were, they didn't know what they were doing, but yeah, no, I just mm. think you're right. The whole sex is bad thing is, is dumb. And I think, I think. You've probably turned me to, to, cause again, like it was a tie. I would have just said they're the same gross icky mm-hmm. episode. One is a continuation of the other. So I'm happy to say that expecting is the worst because you're right. What you've said is true. At least in she, they're not, there's, you know, there's a, the sexes of the women have some control over it a little bit more yeah. than in expecting. And it's like, you know, Cordy, Cordy has, and I don't like Dennis. I'm just going to say, I think Dennis and Dennis. Phantom Dennis, I don't, I don't need him. Um, although in expecting, you know, he like puts the blanket over her and everything. So yeah. like, you're trying to make me like Dennis. I just think it got old. It was a little, yeah, I didn't care enough about Dennis, but anyway, you turned me around. I'm going to go with I you. Mean, We're going to say, I mean, they're just so bad. Both of them. Are they so are. I mean, she is really flawed as well. I think I love that comment about, um, suddenly throwing a love interest in for Angel. And we've got a question. Haven't we? We'll talk about that. It doesn't work. Um, right. I think. Yeah, I think the morals of this one are slightly better. And I think there's just a couple of moments. Like some, so I think, um, yeah, like there's some really brilliant physical comedy moments of Wesley. And I think um, that's a really strong uh, part of his performance. He's really good at doing that. But uh, and very personally, I also really vibe with both Wesley and Angel's awkwardness at the party at the start of the episode. Like, that's funny. It's like yeah. my two awkward modes at parties are being completely displayed by these two very different characters but i i am those two people at certain points so i that that moment works for me as well that's fair no i think you turned me around i mean like i said i, I to me it was a tie i had them both written down mm. as ties i didn't care for bachelor party that's the bottom um yeah but but this was definitely the worst to be worst worst um so yeah no i agree i think it's i honestly think it's just because i watched it back to back i was like gross oh still gross so you're yeah. right you turned me around there I guess so, that's a really good point. So let's talk. I, I think though that's a good transition to the 2021 lens. Is this mm. sex is bad and this is an adult show. So um 
there, you know, there, there is more sex on this show than, and um, they, I mentioned earlier, there's a line about Cordy, like, how old are you? 20. They just age her up and she doesn't, we're just going to finally acknowledge she's, and she was still like 27, but she yeah, yeah, 20. Yeah. so at least we're, we're aging her below. Um, so I, but see, to me, the sex is bad. That the reason that those two are bad is because it takes away the, um, the, this, the, the parts that I liked about it through a 2021 lens are like, these mm-hmm. are sexual adult beings. Mm-hmm. There's real relationships. Like the way that Doyle's concern with Cordy isn't high school. He's like worried that she won't like him because he's a demon and Wesley's awkwardness and everything. So it is a really good, like through a 2021 lens, you can look at these things and be like, these are real world things. You've got yeah. three different male characters on the show who are having like good breakthrough emotional moments mm-hmm. or really. Cause I think what Lindsay goes through towards mm-hmm. the end is good. I think there's a lot of good there. Um, but then you, then you slut shame a couple yeah. of women on the show and that really doesn't work. Yeah. Agreed. I don't, I don't have a lot of notes. I don't for this. They're, they're, they're the key. I think we've covered most of the key ones. I think early on, I noticed that had a, a predilection for the kind of damsel in distress um, which was surprising to me. Yeah. I know we're setting Angel up to be the new, you know, the knight in shining armor character, but but there are different ways to do it. And him spinning out from Buffy, I don't think we needed that. That bothered me a little bit. Um, but but yeah, other than what we've already spoken about, there's a couple of um, off-color homosexual jabs early yeah, on as well. early on. And those are the ones that Joss wrote. Well, okay, well, there you go. Yeah. And, and, and it completely goes away, doesn't it? It it's does. It's just in a couple of early episodes. He disappears from this season and it's better for it. Yeah, interesting. Because it's David Greenwald. He's there. David Greenwald. It's his yeah. show. I mean, it's it's created by Joss and David Greenwald, but it's David Greenwald's show. It's his idea. Yeah. It's his show. Um, it's got a different tone. And when Joss goes away, I mean, again, like you said, the opening is good, but there's a couple of gay jokes. And in the first four episodes, mm. Cordy calls people retarded twice. Yeah, I've noted that down. And as then well. it goes yeah. away too. Because they're even there, like, you know, that's not funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not funny. Um, so I appreciate that those things <laughs> went away, mm. uh, but they were definitely problematic. Like, oof. But yeah. Yeah. But they went away. And it's like they they self-corrected. And I don't remember yeah. that coming up again ever in the no. show. I um what I wrote after that is is very limited, really. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought at times it the making of it was a little bit amateurish. I don't know if you noticed. Quite a lot of booms. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I know it's weird. like you're outside. They're shooting outside. These aren't, they didn't build the set. So yeah, it's yeah. like, what do you, I mean, and maybe that's it because they couldn't, I don't know. Yeah, it definitely, I think Spider Dan said in our private chat, he's, he started season two already and he's mm. like, wow, the budget went way up. It's, you know, and so, yeah, there is definitely some bad camera work, I thought, some mm. bad framing. And it's not like a Sam Esmail bad framing on purpose. Like, Mr. Robot is framed badly on purpose so that you're disoriented while you're watching it. Like all of Sam Esmail's stuff is that way. And I love it. And it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> it's supposed to. This sure, is just yeah. bad. And I'm not a film guy, but I'm like, who are we looking at? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And who are they looking at sometimes as well? <laughs> yeah, and who are they looking at? And it's kind of like one of those, we're on a budget. It's like, can I get yeah. another one? No, we got it. Are you sure? Yeah, 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 definitely. No, I think we got it. I don't. I'd like to do that one again. We don't have time. Mm. That's yeah, the problem a- with the show like this too, is that you don't have time. Mm-hmm. 
You got to yeah. get it in. I think I think Buffy and Angel shooting schedules were eight days. Most most right. shows are like four. So they did get little extra time, but it's still like if you screw a lot, if you just don't deliver, and you can see sometimes in some episodes, you're like, they changed, they got a different haircut. And with Cordy, mm-hmm. it's fine because she's out, she's acting. But it's like, when did that happen? Is yeah, this the sure. same? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> like, wait, it's the same scene in your. So yeah, I think, yeah, there's, they, they, maybe they didn't have somebody on the set to be in charge of consistency. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there's and that's I think that's a weakness along with the other inconsistencies of this opening season. But I think as you as we said, just just to finish this section off, yeah, the really problematic stuff is mostly early on and completely. I I I don't think past what we're criticizing in the middle of the season. I can't think of anything really. Yeah, because I actually liked Eternity. I thought that was handled really well. Like. Mm-hmm. Way, the the chemistry between him and that woman was the actress was good, but then like, no, the, she's the actress that wants to um, become a vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really good. I thought that was yeah. well done. And again, she's you know she's into Angel and she wants to fool around. And there's no there's no view of you're gross or bad. And then yeah. right after that, you get five by five where Faith is coming through her own, you know whatever she's come through you know her murderous yeah. ways but also her you know sleeping with people you know because we know that she you know bangs xander and the one and makes him feel bad about himself but so yeah. but we're supposed to think there's a little bit of slut shaming of faith and we come through it all so i appreciate mm-hmm. that that we're done slut shaming but right halfway through the season that's definitely what they were doing <laughs> I yeah. just don't yeah, understand yeah. gay jokes and slut shaming uh, you know under as undertones and then that goes away so i'm glad it does yeah, agreed. Yeah, cool. I, I was really impressed to think this is 1999. And so yeah. the 2021 lens, again, this is because they were marketing for adults and they were trying to do something different. So they could, they had to be a little more mature in their writing. And again, Joss isn't there every day. Marty Noxon is here every, all the time. She's the script sure. supervisor. And as you know, I'm a fan. I know some people mm-hmm. aren't, but I like her writing. Um, and I think Greenwald knows what he's doing. These are yeah. his people. He's, you know, I'm sure it was him who, brought in Doyle and who gives Wesley the arc and brings in gun. Some of the questions yeah. are about the characters. So we'll talk about them, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I was impressed. I don't know that it, as it was, we move through it, that it stays as woke. It's weird mm-hmm. if season one and season, I mean, season five is pretty good, but I think season one may be the most woke. We know season four is bad. We do know season four is bad. I, th- I think when we talk about season four, we're going to give ourselves some extra time for the 2021 lens. Cause yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you thought I went in on season six of Buffy. You wait for season four of Angel. Oof, it's brutal. It's I mean it's <laughs> and especially now that we know with the with the with the knowledge we have. Yeah, if you didn't have it, you can tell. You're like, what are we doing here? Yeah. I, I mean, I think they don't know what to do with Cordy's character. We know that there's tension between Charisma and Joss as the show goes on. And mm. season five, four and five, you know, as Buffy's ending and he's got more of his up to his arms and Angel, you can tell. When he's yeah. not around, it's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Because he's still a 12-year-old boy. Yeah. That's very fair, isn't it? Angel yeah, yeah. is not a show written. It's not supposed to be about that. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, okay. Well, let's get to our questions. I think that was good. We've got, we've got some folks. So, um, Rhea, your sister, and mm. you're the co-host of, of all kinds of things on the Comics and Motion channel. <laughs> yeah. um, her, she asked what our favorite Cordy moment was in season one. Do you want to go first? Um, honestly, 
I actually think my favorite Cordy moment is when she goes to Doyle's. Okay. Yeah. And I know it's not like a court. I know that's not what she's asking, like a yeah, yeah, yeah. Cordy moment, but it's like, it was the evolution of Cordy and it's her like realizing her place is gross. And she's, she, we've seen that once in season three where she's knocked off her high horse, but when she's finally relents mm. and goes to Doyle's, I just appreciate that as a character growth moment. Um, uh, but I think the, are you done? The funniest one, are you well done with the, ah, that was hysterical. Cause she delivers that super. Yeah. That's great. good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Well, I'll push you to the forefront cause this might be confession time. Uh Oh, I'm just not a big fan of Cordy. That's fair. In it just in general. Yeah. I, I, I struggle with her all the way through this series. So I, of course I don't agree with anything that happened to her as an actress and what they do with their characters in season four is atrocious. Um, but she's, I can't think of it. I can't think that in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you've got, um, of course, as I'm trying to make a comparison, the name's escaping me. You've got the receptionist character. Yeah, Ch- uh, Chelsea Peretti plays her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what Cordy is to me. Oh, okay. Like, like yeah, sometimes you're all right and you do funnier sides, but most of the time I could actually live without you. If I'm honest, that's kind of how I feel about Cordy. That's fair. Um, sorry, everybody. And please come back for season two. And then everyone <laughs> can tell me in their questions why I'm wrong and can, can prove me wrong. I'm happy to be proved wrong. Um, at this point, that's how I'm feeling within season one. That said, I do love it when she says I'm not a sniveling, whining little cry Buffy in the Haunted Department episode. It's a brilliant <laughs> moment. And it's another kind of like, we're going to be our own show. And she's always had that tension with Buffy anyway. And again, the way she delivers that line is fantastic. Yeah, I think she's a good actor. And I think we know now that they didn't know what to do with her. Yeah. She is, she is I mean, her name is the right name. She's, she's, mm-hmm. she smiles. She literally lights up every room she's in. You know, and I think, I hear what you're saying. They don't know what they're doing with her. I don't like, this is my favorite 40 season. Sure. Because I think she's, they're aging her up. She's coming to terms with the stuff that happened in season three of Buffy. And then as they move on with Cordy, I, you know, I Doyle giving her the power. I understand mm-hmm. why they did it. it. Probably should have gone to Wesley. You know, I, I, I think, but then this also gives Cordy a little bit more power. It does. I mean, that's I, I what think, it's about. I think they just don't do enough with it. I think that's the issue. probably true. Yeah. It's like, Ooh, we don't forget Cordy can have visions, visions and then they drop that in as a plot device yeah. as opposed to that's fair. when they need it rather yeah. than it actually being something for her character. I do like the one when she's like, Ooh, Ooh. And she's totally pretending. Right. Yeah. 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 So that was, that was pretty funny too. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Well, I, I hate, I'm glad I don't have, you guys don't have Thanksgiving over there, but whatever national holiday, when you and your sister will be in the same room, I'm glad I won't be there. <laughs> uh, so all right, our friend Tanya Todd says mm. a lot of key players debuted in season one. Which characters received the best introductions? Which existing mm-hmm. characters had the best reintroduction? We already know the answer. And my long-running question for the series: Why must they force non-Buffy love interest on us? Mm. It takes more than it gives. We've sort of addressed how they try that, and it just doesn't work. But um, no. what are your thoughts? I mean, obviously, I think you think the best reintroduction is Wesley. I do. I love it. What's a rogue demon? fantastic that was great um, those lines were right <laughs> that was a good cordy line too it was a good cordy line too yeah but just like the introduction of him being a badass and like kind of the terminator style like the bike so the good yeah and then I he didn't... has to adjust his leather pants because they don't fit right uh i mean what they do with his character 
across the five seasons is unbelievable. To, um, to, to think where he starts in season three of Buffy. Yeah. Like you, you, you genuinely at times are so frustrated to hate him. Um, and him, they write well, they know what they're doing and the arc they yeah. give him is truly wonderful. So yeah, he's my, my favorite reintroduction. Are you the same? Yeah, absolutely. Cause the Oz and Spike, they forced him in. I mean, the very last scene of course is pretty amazing of, of season one with, with Darla. Yes, and I mean, you know, it's like, cause they're like, as we talked about in season one of Buffy, they're like, they really regretted killing Julie Ben. Yeah, she's yeah, so yeah. charming and she's lovely and she's a good actor and she and David have great chemistry. So it's like, let's figure out a way to get her in. And she's got good chemistry in season two with Christian Kane when he's there. So, I mean, she's just good. She's just a good actor. Which, where do you think of the new, of the, of the new characters of all is, so we're talking Kate, Lindsay, Lila, Gunn, um, and Doyle. What do you say? I love the fact that Lindsay is in episode one. I think that's great. And I, I completely agree with you. Like Christian Kane is fantastic. He has, good screen chemistry and good chemistry with all the actors, actually, when whoever he performs with. Um, but I do really like the introduction of Gunn. I think um, I, I, I've often wondered whether they always knew they were going to bring him in, whether he was just so good that they felt like they had to. Um, That's you know, my you feeling. Expect, you That's my gut. Somebody else was just so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you think that he was so good they wanted to... I do. I think it's like a Chris Pratt situation on Parks and Rec. They we were like, mm-hmm. we're just going to bring this guy in and he'll be like... I think he was supposed to be like Lindsay. I think he was supposed to be in and out. And then they were yeah. like, oh. Um, and the line is, he's like, I don't need your help. And Angel's like, well, I might need yours. Is mm-hmm. great. Um, so you are setting it up for him to be kind of like a helper. Um, and then, of course... Yeah. His story arc is really good too, as the, as the show goes. So, yeah. I, I think my favorite character, though, of the of new character is Doyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gunn is great. I mean, they're all good. All of the big four: Lila, yeah. Lindsay, Gunn, and Doyle. I don't I think it's a great new cast. It is. And we've already talked that Fred's our favorite of the Angel only characters. So that says a lot about how great Amy is as an actor, but the character of Fred too. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to get to Fred. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We and we shall. Okay. So Neil and Rhea, of course, had a great conversation again, as mm-hmm. they do. The Neil and Rhea show. We still need to yeah, have. Yeah, like Jackers. Yeah, they're just the best, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Neil says, um, "I always found myself drawn to the more darker edge of Angel, plus that theme tune for sure, which you've all listened to at the beginning and will listen to on the way out." I feel. Do you feel that the season benefited from lessons learned on Buffy, or does it still some of those debut season struggles? Mm. I don't think it does. I think it's, I think it probably could have benefited from only being 13 episodes like season one of, uh, then it would have been perfect. Um, Cause there's definitely 13 excellent episodes here. Sure. What do you think? Did it, did it learn its lessons or not? Yeah. I mean, it's, I think Tony, Tony said this as well, didn't she? It's definitely a lot stronger in comparison to Buffy season one. Yep. But I think it could have done with an arc if I'm honest. Yeah. And too many episodes feel like they're, you know, I've already referenced X-Files. They feel like they're inspired by episodes. So we have, you know, the kind of a, the, 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 like she is like a, a bad Star Trek episode. Oh, um, it really is. It really is. And then you get certain, certain, you know, we get like kind of the Exorcist episode and we get, um, no, I don't know. They're not jumping into my head now. We get like a, like, you know, like, like, like a somnibus, however you say that word. That's yeah, like, we- like a literal, 
that's like a Fincher literary serial killer thriller. And yeah, you know, it's like each episode is is a little bit like we want to be this thing for this episode and then move on. So I think there is an issue of it of not having quite having its right identity yet. Um, but it sort of finds it by, by the end, I think. Totally, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, I think it would have been, I could have benefited from being 13. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think that's true. And so then um, Rhea says, trying not to hijack the conversation while having opinions, have them. She says, Angel Please Angel do. is way more interesting than Buffy Angel. Obviously, he's given more time to breathe as a character, but the darker stuff provides more interesting storytelling, like later mm. seasons of Buffy. And then Neil says, so true. Angel Angel, I like how they just, have see again i feel like is neil really your older brother is that what you're not telling us neil's Neil's the third member of the family um feels uh feels more like a well-rounded character really never thought about it quite that way perhaps the lessons went back and forth between the shows and angel informed the later seasons of buffy which i think is true because of the multiverse and everything but um what do you think of their brilliant conversation yeah i mean i think they need to stop stop doing stuff in tweets better than we do across (laughs) an hour and a half long podcast um i agree with all of that i do think much as the show itself they haven't quite got angel right this season he doesn't need his love interest i don't like quippy angel like i love the ring the same as you but he's a bit quippy in that episode um yeah, he is that's why it didn't yeah. that's why it didn't end up being the tippity top is because he is a little they've got funny writers so they want people to be funny and then they killed off doyle so you're like oh yeah. shit what are we yeah. <laughs> and and you know when we get that's that's what some of the characters later are come in to do, to do yeah. the jokes. When they bring Harmony back, they're like, yeah. we need jokes. Angel's and not as well. funny. Yeah. But, and Lauren, of course, for sure. Yeah. He's but, really but great yeah. too. I can't wait. That, to, I can't wait for him. I mean, again, Fred's still my favorite, but there's, it's one of those shows that I see the benefit of just having the three leads. I kind of love the A-team feel of it at the beginning. Yeah. I really do. Um, Because I love the A-team. I like just having, these are people and it's villains of the week and it's Jeremy Renner and it's Sean Gunn and it's, you know, all the, whatever. But Ken Marino. But um, I definitely think that the way they fill out their cast is smart here. It doesn't, it doesn't bog down. It could, as big as the casket, it could bog down, but Mm -hmm. it's handled smartly. The writing is good. Everybody gets their own space to breathe and it's still Angel's show. Yeah. Which is uh, the most important thing. You yeah, never lose Angel. Where some of the episodes on Buffy, you're like, it's Buffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it's true. Called, it's not called Willow the Witch Slayer. Um, <laughs> which is fine. You know, I'm fine that. So, but actually, I'm going to skip over Chase's question because that actually brings up something Kendra brought up. Mm-hmm. Kendra Hale said, why Angel over Spike for their own series? Why not both? Did it manage to continue the feely goods of Buffy or was it the same level? So that's what she, she was just, and Ada was said, I was bored, but I'll have to rewatch. So that's where they're at. But what do you think of that as we're talking about the character development of these other characters? Mm-hmm. Um, would you have preferred to, I know Spike's your favorite. So, but would you have preferred a Spike spin, Spike and, and, you know, a Spike spinoff series instead of an angel? What do you make of that? I mean, I would have watched a hell of a Spike spinoff. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. But no, I don't. I don't think the way his character is at this point in the narrative would have sustained a show. Mm, true. No, that's a good point. That's a solid and point. Later, six or maybe six or seven of uh, season six or seven of Buffy, he, his character had range. But at this point, I don't think he, he had enough range. So, no, I think that the right decision was made, and yeah. Brian has deserved his time to to shine i think he's so good what are you gonna do yeah. i mean he can't just keep playing steve trevor so yeah what you'd have to if for him to to stay on buffy he'd have to become steve trevor and either then be her equal and then it's the buffy and angel show or he has mm. to just keep being the damsel in distress and that's just 
that doesn't work. So I'm, I'm glad he got his own show. And I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, Spike did have a few, you know, moments in the comics. And there was a Spike comic, which I didn't love yeah. when he goes to space with the aliens. No. That one was not great. And that whole scene, we'll get, when we get to that on Indie Comics Pilot, when we cover season nine, the, are the aliens in season nine or are they in season eight? Yeah, it's definitely not eight. Might have been ten. Yeah, it's yeah, bad. That's what I was wondering. Bad, bad, bad. Anyway, we'll get there. So Chase says, Chase, I comment on comics, Chase. Mm. I'm a huge fan of Angel. With that said, I have more issues with it than do with Buff- Buffy. Most of the character deci- most to do with character decisions than anything. Mm. And then he was lamenting that they killed Doyle. So what do yeah. you what do you make about that? The I mean, like you said, the, what they do to Cordy doesn't work for you. No. It's interesting that I think. I think that's maybe the only one. I think Gunn comes in for a bit of a rough ride later on. I think to begin with, his character arc is really interesting. And then they they get a little bit lost of what to do with him until the kind of soft reboot of season five. Um, other than that, I think some of the, as you said, you, know, you use the word brave. I think they make some brave decisions. Yeah. And I think there's some really interesting character arcs um, for several, for you know, Yes, Wesley. Um, yes, Fred. Yes, Lindsay. Yes, Lila. Um, who else have we got? Well, those. Gun, I think Gun, of course, um, and and I um, think yeah. even and Angel and Spike. I mean, when we of see course. Spike in yeah. season five, yeah. So I think it. I, I hear what he's saying, and I think, and maybe it's just that he thought it was a little too much. You know, it's like that's the CW's formula. It's like Arrow sure. will start out with three characters, and then by the end, there's fifteen at the you know by right. season, and it flashes the same problem and. Um, so I, I get it. Sometimes it's too much. You're like, like we were saying, I, I like that it's an A-team vibe at the beginning. And then, you know, by the end, there's 15 main characters. Our final question from our good friend, Spider-Dan. Well, he's got two. He says, um, what's up with the sun, the direct sunlight nonsense? He's been really bugged that Angel just walks around in the sun all the time. So Dan wonders what your head canon is about the fact that Angel just wanders around in the sun all the time. <laughs> and he also asked about, except for the fact that, that, um, Quinn passed away. Would you have kept Doyle on the team? He does. Doyle was always supposed to die on the show. Yeah. But they bring him back later. We don't want to give too much away because I know Dan's watching along. We'll, we'll address. Can, why don't we put a pin in that when Doyle comes back up later? Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you make about the sunlight issue that Dan has? <laughs> Webs. <laughs> like, hey, they keep saying direct sunlight over and over. They and do. they make yeah, up yeah, the rules do. as they go. If you're dead, I can come into your house. But if not, you have to invite me. You're like, whatever. Yeah, and the warehouse in the gun episode is technically uh, His a house. home. So he has to be invited. I know. In. Yeah. But at other points, like when it's the um, when it's the big fight in a warehouse, or like that's not. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. rules are made to be broken, right? That's right. So we're just going to pretend that doesn't happen. Don't look at that big ball of sun. Nah. Well, we have had, so everybody, I'm just going to tell you, we had some technical issues. It's taken us two hours to get however long the show is. So we are going to wrap it up here. <laughs> 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's only 20 minutes of show, but it took us two hours. Um, so hopefully I've done a good job editing. Um, of course you have. Thank you. I appreciate that. We don't know. Hopefully I did. So next month, season two with our friend, Neil. Neil mm. Mag will be here in person to espouse his genius. And it might just be us listening to Neil talk. I think it might be, yeah. I think yeah. you know he's been showing us up over what is it, two hundred and eighty characters yeah. on Twitter. So God he, knows what it's going to be like when he can talk. He's going to own it. I can't wait. I can't wait for that. So next month, at this very time, you'll hear us with Neil talking about season two. Until then, where can everybody find you on the internet, my friend? 
best places on Twitter. So it's I am Jack's Musings. That's J A C S Musings. Um, and you'll from there you'll see all my random thoughts on films, books, comics, TV that I'm I'm experiencing. Um, I'm a pop gorilla, so I will be appearing as and when. And you are not sick of me, so very soon I'm going to be co-hosting alongside yourself on your Indie Comic Spotlight. Yeah, that's exciting. I can't wait. Our first episode will be, we're going to record mm. in a few weeks. We're actually going to stay in the Buffyverse, and we're going to do Frey. We felt like that is a dark horse. That's the best place for us to start. We, we yeah. kept teasing Frey when we were talking. It's short. It's tight. It's a great, it's a great run. So we're going, to, we're going to talk about Frey and then whatever we want. Berserker probably in about nine months when yes, or please. whenever they finally get 12 issue 12 out because they are on a slow production series over there at boom so <laughs> but we should be on issue seven by now but i think only three have come out so yeah. um we're definitely going to do berserker at some point in time um and what other cool stuff and your sister the other pop gorilla will also be on indie comic spotlight with me so um you should follow me on twitter at tricycle boombox and you can get all that good stuff um for indie comic spotlight and the gorillas and of course, season's greetings. So we're going to end this now, friend, instead of doing a chit chat at the end, because we need to just trust that the internet hates us today. <laughs>